Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Come on in, Panther fans. We're coming off a bye week just when you thought that there's no way you could lose. Baker Mayfield lost this bye week as he got released by the Carolina Panthers. Tonight's show, Baker Mayfield bottoms out in Carolina. You're listening to the C3 Panthers Podcast. My name is Tony Dunn. It's the longest-running Panthers podcast on the internet and we appreciate you being a part of the show we're here every tuesday night live at 9 p.m we want your calls tonight at 252-228-5098 cody lashney in the house welcome back to the podcast no losers here on the c3 panthers podcast as we went and raised over 1700 dollars for the nikki for the bradley and nikki bozeman foundation it was fun hanging out with you doing it cody oh man listen i'm so proud of the c3 family came together, did a good thing for some children in need this holiday season, supporting a Panther player and his wife's foundation. It was a great time, man. You know, we had the bye week. There was no Panther football. We got to enjoy some NFL red zone, catch up on some other stuff going around the league. But, man, we're back to Panther football. We got Seattle Seahawks up on the schedule coming up. But the big news that everyone's here for No more Baker, baby. Baker has officially bottomed out. I feel so vindicated. I was never a fan of this man, and he flamed out in epic fashion. Dare I say, worse than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is a starter right now. Our hopes depend on Sam Darnold. Tony, we're going to have a crazy show, but we're going to have a great show, as always, with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know him and love him. It's Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel. Dakota, these ill skills, JD864, 
Jeremy Clancy, Josh Rodriguez, Joshua Hall, KG73, Ken Fokensi, Michael Johnson, Pad One Panther, Panther Pickle, Panthers Are Kings, Shane Reed, The Cardiac Cat, Tim Estes, Troy Carter, Underground West, and the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Tizzy himself. Tony Dunn, it's a Tuesday night. and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Wonderful stuff coming for you this evening. Uh, some around the league. Ron Rivera ties again. We'll, t- uh, we'll look around the league a little bit tonight. But we've got uh, big news. Uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield being released. And uh, the Panthers decided uh, to part ways with him and uh, field a team right now that the roster I saw was listed on ESPN as Sam Darnold and PJ Walker out. <laughs> like So they're rocking with Sam, no Baker in the fam anymore. Uh, we've got some, uh, some other things. I think that's all. What, what other news is there just to tease out there that we were talking about? Um, Oh, maybe some uh, Jeremy Chin um, chasing kind of some numbers that would put him in the same vein as Thomas Davis or Luke Keekley. So John a lot Beeson. of fun things to talk about tonight. CK, the man with the golden pipes. Welcome back. Happy to be here. Happy to be talking about the Carolina Panthers. Bakerless. Um, yeah. It's, Baker. uh, it's, a, it's a very weird change of pace from what we – started the year out um i i i know it feels like it was yesterday but we were going through the list of the games before the season started saying what games are winnable now that we have baker and some of us were like we could get 10 wins 11 wins like i could see it happening um and uh and here we are in the midst of another disappointing season somehow in the thick of the race no longer having to deal with Baker Mayfield being absolutely inept. Um, but he is going to the Rams, and that's the news I think that is interesting enough to talk about because he very likely could be uh, starting on Thursday night, um, which is a quick turnaround uh, for uh, for Baker. But if he's able to go over there and do uh, any semblance of, uh, you know, show any semblance of being a good quarterback, it's a heavy, heavy indictment on Ben McAdoo uh, and his ability to uh to, to call plays around what's going to be the strength of your quarterback steve wilkes greg said that uh he was asked by somebody was baker mayfield's time in carolina a failure he said no he wouldn't describe it as a failure but just that it didn't work out baker mm-hmm. mayfield's gone uh but the panthers have the seahawks coming uh they're heading to seattle and what wilkes also said is that uh, this team is not yet to do this and that's win on the road so, Greg, uh, we're coming off that charity buy. We're coming off a win. Panthers are trying to get one in Seattle. Yeah, uh, I mean, I really don't know what to expect because it seems like Seattle has kind of cooled off from what they were at the beginning of the season, but they're also not in a walkover team right now. Um, I mean, it's just shocking. It's like CK said, the, the culture shock for me. Like, there's no – I would have lost a lot of money at the beginning of the season if somebody would have told me – if somebody would have bet me that Sam – that Baker Mayfield would have been cut from this team before Sam Darnold. I would have lost a lot of money. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, I I didn't even think that uh, if Matt Corral wouldn't have gotten hurt, I could have seen a a scenario where Sam Darnold wasn't even on his team. Sam Darnold or PJ. Yeah. 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 And CK's been saying that for a while. Uh, What do you mean? Wasn't wasn't, uh, he on this team before 
uh, Caraga hurt? Or you mean he would have been cut sooner? Yeah, so like I mean, he would have been cut before week one, probably. And, I would and think. if he was hurt, uh, and if he wasn't hurt, maybe we go forward with Sam Baker and Matt Corral and ditch PJ. You know? Yeah. So it's funny yeah. how the more things change, the more they stay the same. Here we are with Sam Darnold as our number one and PJ Walker as our number two. And by the way, do we even know the status of PJ's health? <laughs> that is kind of funny. Like, is that you're actually just exactly back to where you started? (laughs) Yeah, out of of all the changes that we made, drafting Matt Corral, going get Baker, and yeah, everything is just the same. So they took everything Matt Rule did and just yanked it right out. And and what was your question, Cody, about PJ? Well, do we even know if PJ is healthy? Like, what happened? What happened? Okay, so okay, so Sam Darnold goes down. PJ is good to go. Because I was worried that we don't even have anyone behind Sam. It'll be LaVisca's Chenault, bro. Yeah. It's oh, just Wildcat the entire time, dude. Like, hey, okay. nice. Man, we did I'm it down. in uh, 09 before. We did it before. Why not? Sure we're 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 sure passes. Hey, uh-huh. listen, if that were to happen, if somebody, if one of these guys went down with a, like an actual sustaining injury, um, I'm not now that Matt Rule's not here. I would advocate for a Cam Newton return at that point in time. Not oh, now, God. but if we didn't have any other options, Cam don't even play with the Carolina Panthers on Madden. Yeah, uh, he playing with I Green Bay. That. I, saw, I, I saw him playing. I never seen. I didn't know he was doing this. I just learned of the of the Cam Newton YouTube. Yeah, Cam ain't right playing football no more. He's playing no. Madden, dog. He's been playing whole... Madden his whole life. He's always been talking about it. So, but so it's interesting, though. Um, just kind of like these circles that you know are coming around, or these, you know, it's just an interesting thing. I've seen Cam smoke a cigar, playing video games, and streaming, as uh, particularly just being in a world where we're involved in streaming and things. It's just kind of a weird overlap. I almost felt like this world was for us for a while. And now the real sports stars, they look, look, McAfee is just made a bazillion dollars doing ultimately what we have been, we do, you know I mean? And like, what I mean is just like democratized media, democratized conversation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the number is 252-228-5098. Smash thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. We want to hear your thoughts on uh, the Bakerless Carolina Panthers, the coming of full circle of Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker back at the helm. And uh, Carolina's prospects against the Seattle Seahawks. The number is 252-228-5098. Don't forget, though, this show. Actually, you know what? Let's put it this way. Baker Mayfield may have gotten cut. But you don't want to cut your balls when you're taking care of your junk. Right? And that's why you should use Manscaped products. Manscaped is the leader in the below-the-belt grooming for men. I'm telling you these products, and I don't know why I keep yelling at, like I'm doing <laughs> spin at the, <laughs> the computer screen so much. But these products, like the Lombo, uh, the Weed Whacker, this is for this is Cody Lax joint for his ears and nose. This wonderful bag that will come in the premium package man this manly bag by manscaped but you know what the best stuff is the stuff that's in the bag right now 
That is the crop preserver. Ball deodorant, bro. And the 4.0 lawnmower. Don't cut your balls like Baker Mayfield gets cut from the Carolina Panthers. Use Manscaped products. Promo code Panthers will get 20% off your order. It's a great time for the holidays to protect your little drummer boy. Right? Manscaped.com. Use the promo code uh, Panthers. 20% off and free shipping. They say it's limited time if you don't like, right? We got the good deal for you. Go to Manscaped Support the Podcast. Cody, let's jump into this show. Or they do it. Let's jump into this Baker Mayfield conversation. Because, uh, man, this is, a, this is a funny one, man. Uh, at least to me it is. Because, again, look, you know me. I'm a showboat. I feel so vindicated. I, I never saw through... Or I saw through the facade, I feel, like that was Baker Mayfield. Everybody wanted him to be 2020 Baker. But it didn't turn out. It did not turn out for him in Carolina. And here in Carolina, the Panthers have released him, allowing him to go on waivers. And the former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, was claimed on waivers today by the Los Angeles Rams per league sources. The Rams now inherit the remaining $1.35 million on Mayfield's contract. Mayfield is expected to fly to L.A. by tonight and could play Thursday night versus the Raiders. Jeremy Fowler reported uh, a source said that the Baker Mayfield release was mutual as Baker Mayfield asked for his release and the Panthers honored that request. He just simply wasn't in the plans for Carolina. And the last sad little bit, the Rams were the only team to place a waiver claim on oh, Baker Mayfield. Shout out to all my Baker Bottoms, because now we are Baker Bottomless, baby. No more Baker Mayfield. Um, I'll just pitch this to each of you guys. What do you make of Baker and his time here in Carolina? I know Tony kind of said before he's hoping for the best for Baker. To me, it's don't let the door hit you on the way on the ass on the way out. What say all of you? I'll, I'll tell go, you what. Oh, go ahead, CK. Go ahead. I was going to say. I mean, honestly, obviously, I'm not wishing ill will on anybody, but I remember when we first traded for him. You went. I went back and I watched that little life of Baker and how he got to the co- high or to the to the NFL and and I remember you know stating something to you guys like. Honestly, it feels like Baker was a villain. You know, just the way that he he carried himself, um, planting the flag on, uh, you know, in Ohio State. Um, you know, it's just a lot of little things like that. And a lot of people like that swagger. But, I mean, it just felt like he was constantly making enemies. And I know Cam did, too, in a lot of ways. But, like, what he did was, like, almost to a, more disrespectful than anything. Um, and I remember thinking that early on. So, I mean, I'm not as upset as I, well, I mean, I didn't want us to trade for him at all anyway. So, I mean, quite honestly, um, I'm all right with this. I think that I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt for a few games. Um, I thought he would be better than he was, but it turned out that he was just worse than what anybody could have ever told me he was. Um, and so, yeah, ready to get, move on. He needs to be on another team and, not be uh you know on come on man because he's headbutting 
of offensive lineman without a helmet. Yeah, I, I was I was all in on Baker whenever we got him. I mean, I was very hopeful this is going to be the answer. I'm looking for. I'm just. I'm I'm at the point now where just like everything that comes up next, I want to be like, yes, this is it, this is it, this is the guy, this is it, this is the guy, and eventually I'm going to be right. I'm like that's that's kind of where I feel because we've been so wrong. Um, it's just so funny that this news. I cared so little about this news that I barely heard or read anything about it. Baker's gone. I just don't care. <laughs> it's so different from how I felt at the beginning of the season, and it's so weird to say that, but I I just don't care. Yeah. Um. Go ahead, Tony. I'm trying to be the voice of reason. Um, well, one is I think that uh, this is a smart business move by Baker Mayfield. Sure. And um, I mean, obviously, the Panthers uh, uh, clearly knew that they're not going to go back to him. So this is an opportunity for him to find a home beyond. Carolina, right? Like, I mean, if he sure. goes to a team and it, even if he starts three games or one game or even just plays as a backup or doesn't play at all and just meets a coach, learns the playbook, could lend himself towards having some sort of job next year. Um, and I don't think that the tape that he put out in Carolina does that, right? So he would have a better – like, like what else can he do to ruin – yeah. The like his prospects at this point. The funniest thing though, I saw <laughs> I put this up real quick is uh I saw somebody on Twitter say this is they said Baker Mayfield got released before I got my Baker off the least t shirt before it came <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is like it's it, so the, the 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 conversation I think that's worth having is he was going to be third string. That was what he was told. That's when he asked for his release based on what uh, the reporting and and what the, the way that um, Steve Wilkes almost told it as well. Um, it wasn't until he knew that he was going to be the third string that he said, "Like, listen, I'm I, I, number one." When you look at what you have out there, um, wh- when you saw what happened this past weekend to quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson, with uh, right, uh, Jimmy right. G, with the fact that Matt Stafford There's is out, out there. with the fact that Trevor Lawrence felt like he took a pretty bad uh, knee injury that, you know, somehow he's able, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's been an injury designation to him yet, but it looked like it was pretty brutal. Um, and, uh, and, and so, I mean, when you're looking at the landscape of Trevor things, Lawrence, that's what I said. What, did I say something oh, else? No, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought you were, you said Jimmy, I thought we were talking about Jimmy G. Yeah. I said Jimmy G, um, Trevor Lawrence taking that hit to the knee and then Lamar Jackson, uh, having a, a sprained knee as well. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly, you know, a smart business move to your point, Tony. Um, but I, again, I, he went to the Rams. I don't know that he's going there to compete or even, I mean, he's like, he's not going to have Cooper cup. Um, they're just now getting cam Akers back involved over there. Um, and they're going to be without so many people in that defense. I mean, uh, Aaron Donald or Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. And, uh, and I just, I don't know that they have the necessary, uh, weaponry, uh, or even the offensive line to keep him in a position to succeed. Matt Stafford was struggling because of that exact reason. If, if you look at Baker Mayfield, like he's going to a worse football team right now. They, no, they have not. a they, they, they the Super Bowl Look at no, Tony. So they are what you are what your record says you are. And the Rams right now 
our worst football team. Did they, they have three wins? Yeah, I think they have like three wins. Yeah, they're like three and eight. That's it. Or something You're like telling that. me there are three only three wins. I don't know. Yes, like, I think look it, it up. Uh, it may be four, but it, it's pretty dead. It's down there pretty low. The funny thing is, looking back on last year, they're the Super Bowl champs. Last year we were kind of laughing about how the Lions wow. lost that trade, which we kind of knew they would. It doesn't look like they kind of won it this year. Let me look at Jared Goff <laughs> in Detroit. Like it looks like the Lions won that trade now. But you know they're going to be so upset when Baker yeah. Mayfield gets in there and starts overthrowing uh, receivers by a mile, starts double pumping the football, and uh, you know pump faking one too many times, having it batted down at the line of scrimmage, and and then he's always. I know have... he was so bad in Carolina. The Rams yeah, he... are three and nine, by the way. They are, yeah. I just looked it up. Yeah, where should he way, go? How about that? Is where do you think the best fit for him to be a star right at this moment? Because you get a how many games we got left? Say five games left for most teams. Um, what would be the best fit for him? I mean, you got the Ram, I mean, he went to the Rams, uh, the 49ers, like you there. said. Yeah, the, I mean, maybe like, the 49ers because you don't. You know, I heard rumors that maybe Jimmy G isn't injured as bad as they thought. Um, but then they have Trey Lance and waiting. I don't know. I mean, yeah, this but is like it would just be for this year. Game They're game. eight and four right now. Here is the thing: is this is the oh, I gotta play this for y'all. Um, do you know who the Rams have basically said they they passed on Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, whoever we're talking about, Baker Mayfield. Right, he made he made it through waivers, or maybe the Rams picked him up before he got to the 49ers. We I wonder I wonder what the waiver order was, but somebody said that the 49ers have chosen the most. You know, they call him Mister Irrelevant, right? Yeah, uh, the last yeah. pick of the draft. Yeah, he was the 30. last pick of this past year's draft. Yeah, and. Uh, they passed up the first round pick, the very first pick of another draft, basically, for the last. They're like, we'll just roll with Purdy. Yeah. But you know the good. last pick is they're like, we'll go just, we'll see what we got with him next week. So uh, he played well, week. though. They, they liked his performance. And they have some weapons, too, man. Like, you don't have yeah. to have fantastic yeah. quarterback playing in San Francisco, they've got some serious weapons. Um, let me see if I can play this here. You know, I think it's uh, a Niner. Oh, sorry. This was uh Roger Sherman was asked if the 49ers should go after Baker Mayfield. You do not. You do not. You do not bring him in. No. Sherman's no, like must watch TV. You do not I love him. You do not. You do not bring him Always in. Always have loved him. No. No, you do not. You do not. You do not. You do not. You do not bring him in. Yeah, but do you bring him in? No, you do not. You do not. You do not. You do not. I mean, he played, he only said, You do not, you do not, you do not, like three, one time, but then they repeated it. Yeah, like Jim Rome, it, it was on the Jim Rome show, and he's wow. like, What are you doing? And he just did this for like four minutes. And Jim <laughs> Rome is always awesome, and he's like, He's just this, the biggest sarcastic asshole in the world, which I love him. I love him, man. He's like, uh, so why? So you're you're trying to tell me Baker Mayfield uh, can't pick up the uh, – you wouldn't let him 
take your daughter to a whatever. And I'm like, you did not, you did not, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> what would I you do. let Baker Mayfield do right now, actually? Well, He's is he better up. than anybody, any starting quarterback, anybody starting in the NFL right now? That's the question. No. Think about White is up in New York. You got Purdy in San Francisco. Like any of these guys who are back, and who, uh, who's Huntley in, in Baltimore? Is he better than any mm. of them? Would you let the charity drive with you? Is he better than Cam Newton? Would you, uh, um, Greg, would you let him um, help you remodel your bathroom? CK, would you let him photograph, photograph a house with you? Yeah. You do not bring him in. I feel like he could help me sell. Like, I feel like he would be the type of guy who would be a really good salesman. Like, hey, he, uh, do, do, does Baker Mayfield read stupid uh, super chats by by a South Carolina fan? You do not. You do not. You do not, dude. You do not. And by the way, there's no one by the name DJ at Clemson anymore. So. I have no idea who you speak of, my chocolate espresso. You I hope he comes to ECU. <laughs> really? No, you don't. You probably yeah. don't. Why? Uh, I don't know. You might be regretting that. Our our quarterback yeah, he, anyway, and like we're a small school, you know. Like we take that. We'll take that. We'll make some. We'll make a run with this dude. Not I mean not for a national championship. Clearly, <laughs> like we no, just trying hey, to win. I, uh, I hope it goes to y'all then, man. ECU um, pilots, baby. Okay, what's uh so Baker? That's enough about Baker for right now. What else is up here? So this caused a lot of stir online, and I figured that we would kind of mention it today. It was reported a couple of weeks ago that before the start of this season, uh, the Panthers were very, very high on Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, who by most metrics uh, was very underwhelming this year at least if to compare him to the hype and the expectation that there was around him um now apparently it has been uh this twitter account ripped it for an article i'm learning that apparently mentioned that tepper was interested in will levis before the start of this season but i figured it'd be an interesting discussion because it doesn't necessarily mean that david tepper has cooled on his initial evaluation, especially since you have. What is he out there evaluating anybody, man? You know what I'm saying? Like he liked Justin Herbert when Justin Herbert was coming out. Apparently he really liked Justin. Justin. He didn't know nothing about Justin Herbert. Marty Uh, Herney liked Justin Herbert. (laughs) I think that especially in, in his first two years, he was having people coming to him, delivering him information all the time. And there was a contingent of Panther scouts that really liked the idea of trading up to get Justin Herbert. But apparently there was a lot of rumors that he was really into Justin Fields last year as well. Knowing that we have passed on a quarterback the past few years in a row, I mean, what what do you think? Maybe David Tepper is still thirsty for a quarterback, Will Levis. As of today, the Panthers have the number six pick in the draft. And to be honest, if you want a quarterback like Will Levis, 
that's probably where you need to pick to pick them up. So are we believing this? Do you believe this? Is it just kind of rumors and hearsay? And do we think that this is even a possibility for the Panthers? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, like if, I mean, the, the, the thing I just don't know is if David Tepper well, knows enough about college football or any or any football to just do more than what I would do, which is like, oh, man, I saw this guy. He looked good. Why don't we give him, you know, and people are talking about him on ESPN and NFL Network or something maybe. So we maybe heard somebody talking about him, and then he went and saw one of his games. He was like, this guy looks the part. So I could absolutely believe um, a, one of these dudes watching college football and liking a dude. I just don't think that uh, David Tepper was evaluating Justin Herbert. and just, Like, I mean, like, is that like, he, of course he wants a quarterback. He wants a shiny new toy. Mm-hmm. We all do. It's not just yeah. him. I mean, I think he was evaluating I was saying them. Big damn fucking picket at six or whatever this year. This past I think year. he was saying that too, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, I think he was evaluating them, but he was just doing the due diligence that everybody does when you look through those top quarterbacks and the ones who are prospects. I mean, you're not if you're not evaluating all the top prospects, you're not doing your homework anyway. Um, man, this just it just feels like if you're going all if you if you're unless you have that one or two pick, I I feel, um, you're just wasting your 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 Matt Corral draft pick because like I'm I'm almost to a point to give Matt Corral a chance, but. It depends on what Sam Darnold does for me. This I don't know how I'm gonna feel. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Next year, you know? Uh, but it, like I said, it just kind of feels like a wasted pick. If you end up, I want to say settling for a Levis because I don't know enough about college football to make that judgment from everybody that I've heard. I haven't heard anybody rave about how this guy is the must have guy, but I've heard, I haven't heard that about a lot of quarterbacks that have come out of the college too, that have ended up being really well. So I, I really don't know what to expect. Is he in the wrong system, Cody? I saw somebody say that. I don't know. Well, he's in a pro-style offense, so 
he does oh, take so he's a in lot the right of, system. Then. Yeah, he's in the right system. So he does take snaps from under center. Mm-hmm. However, they are, you know, as Panther they just Pickle, fired their in, offensive as coordinator. Panther Pickle, who's in the chat, would say it. They're a John Fox offense in that they run the football and they really don't have too much of a passing attack. It's another one of those situations that happens so often in the draft where you have a very talented football player on a team where they lost a bunch of their starters the prior year to the NFL. Uh, They did not have the type of receivers. They did not have the type of offensive line. So this year, compared to last year, Will Levis's numbers kind of went in the tank compared to what they were. He dealt with some lower extremity injuries, so he was not as mobile as he was the year before. The year before, he looked like one of the best uh, dual-threat quarterbacks that you've ever seen. I'm talking about jumping over people like Josh Allen. I mean, he really is a physical athlete, but we're going to have to play this song and dance where, okay, how much of the deficiencies that we see on film of Will Levis are correlated to the offense that he played in and the lack of talent around him. Because this is a similar conversation to what happened with the Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming or a Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon, who had all the traits, had all of the things, but never quite bore out on film all of those types of plays that you would want to see consistently. So it's, it's going to be a tall task for the Carolina Panthers to evaluate this quarterback class because, and I think we've come to know this by now, there is not a number one quarterback that is just a cannot miss prospect Mm -hmm. in this year's draft. They all have their plus side and they all have a very reasonable list of flaws. Uh, However, when you're talking about Will Levis, it is possible that his physical upside is potential and his ceiling are probably higher than any other quarterback in the draft. Whether he lives up to that, who knows? Would you say that uh, if if him and uh, Malik Willis were in the same draft, how would you put him? How would you put him in last year's draft of where we had Pickett, Willis, and those were the two? Mm. You know, and it was would, not a consensus number one, two there because, but it was like sometimes people wanted Willis, some people wanted Pickett, some people wanted the guy that went to Atlanta. I feel like he would probably be number two. I think Pickett being a Heisman candidate. And so you think he'd be ahead of Malik? Yeah, and plus, even well, though they good. both Let's have, draft this motherfucker. Even, even though they both have all the physical <laughs> upside, um, I would say that because Will Levis played in the SEC and he did play against better competition, that you're going to be able to kind of nudge him out a little bit. I do think Malik Willis probably had some more big-time throws on film in his final season than right. Will Levis did this year. Um, I don't know. The dude has a they need to, Man, they need to get you in as a consultant, bro. Mm-hmm. They really do, man. Um, I would be able to... And our next franchise quarterback, man. Already I think the question at this is at the end of the day, when it comes to picking a quarterback um, this year, and sometimes unless you have one that is like of a Trevor Lawrence type stature in Cody's mind, um, 
the big argument against everybody's going to make is, oh, you draft him too high. It's like if you could get this guy in the third, we would love it. But, oh, you draft him at 10, so we hate it. And I just got to that. I just need to know. It doesn't matter if you draft him in number one overall or 18 overall. If he turns out to be the guy, he's worth it. If he turns out to be, if you turn out to get a starting quarterback in the NFL, I don't care what pick it is, one, 21, 202 was worth every damn bit of it. The question is, can this guy be it? I don't know. I don't know. I think this is um it, it, what isn't he big like a good size like you Yeah, said? he's 6 foot 3 235 pounds. Yeah, that's pretty so, good for a, That's yeah, an NFL I mean, player body. Yeah, and he can run. Like this this guy might be able if he's healthy enough when he gets to the combine, he might be able to run a 4-4. Like do okay, think of Taysom Hill but with a much better arm than okay than and and like this is, yeah this is kind of what this guy is he's a little bit bigger he's kind of strong and um ba- basically if you put uh bryce young's decision making and pressure evasion into the body of will levis it'd be the perfect quarterback ever but <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's not awesome like if yeah, you could build him on the game yeah um, yeah yeah but that's just not the Stop number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Don't forget to smash the thumbs up button be a part of the show. Uh, you also can help support the show by becoming a C3 super fan for $1.99 a month uh, donation to the show. Uh, you get the cool tags, uh, the loyalty badges that you see uh, with people in the chat. Uh, you also they have the cool faces beside them. We will continue to level those up as we get more uh super fans and you get special emojis which we're gonna have to kind of update now that uh baker is out we're gonna have to find something else (laughs) maybe like a um baker getting kicked out the door or something to that effect so help support the show any way you can but the best way is just to be a part of it call in uh, be a part of the chat and we thank you for all of our supporters and uh, all of our listeners somebody sent us a message on twitter and said man Listen to your podcast a ton. In fact, you know what? I need to pull this up real quick. I'm going to show it. Um, see if we can get this. Deserves this. This is from Billy at PantherFan2222. And if I can share screen. Tab, here you go. Oh, my bad. I got you. He, oh, hey, yo, hey, yo uh dueling we're fighting over the buttons here as uh he said uh c3 panthers podcast y'all keep me occupied for hours at a time and i'm driving the truck thank you for all you do and he's got us we're number three most listened to podcast on his spotify list so you can subscribe to the show on spotify itunes tune in stitcher wherever you get your podcast and uh be a part of the fam what's up next cody um, yeah, I kind of wanted to start us previewing this matchup. I know you had a question as to what quarterback we prefer between uh, Sam and Gino. Uh, and we can start with that. Or we can, uh, you know, I, I feel like one of the more interesting matchups going into this Sunday is DK Metcalf versus J.C. Horn. And J.C. Horn is having a breakout year, man. 
I know a lot of us were concerned about him maybe having some injury issues, but he is a shut down corner. And I'm interested to see how we deploy J.C. Horn against D.K. Metcalf uh, in a battle of their offense versus uh, this Panthers defense. Geno Smith is having a fantastic year uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, much better than Russell Wilson. So, you know, I I, I just uh, I feel like this is one of those bigger tests for J.C. Horn on the schedule because DK Metcalf is a freak athlete, six foot four, runs a three five, you know, or a, a four point three five. The dude is just a monster. So, uh, what, what are we expecting from this matchup and just in general from the Seattle Seahawks? Has JC Horn faced anybody this year with that kind of size? Any number one wide receiver? I'm trying to think of the, the big guys. This has been his toughest matchup this year. Did he? Uh, I mean, would you say that they faced Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin's? I mean, I know they're not playing like extremely well this year, but was he in? Well, that no, I'm, game? I'm asking. I, I wasn't sure. I, I don't know what the what the big guys are. I wonder if he was right. even playing in that Tampa game. Mm. So check it out. Who's this the is best the, guy matchup? I, I actually have. just found it. The JC oh, wow. Horn. Th- this is his numbers uh, against the best re- receivers that he's played this year. Amari Cooper. Uh, only 21 yards allowed, two receptions. Um, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas, Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, Drake London, T. Higgins, Olamide Zacchaeus, and Devin Duvernay. And so far, he's absolutely been shutting it down, man. So, hey, you know me. I'm going with my guy, J.C. Horn. I, I, I feel like uh, D.K. Metcalf is their primary passing attack weapon at this downfield uh and i think horn should be able to lock this man up uh, i think this is going to be where our where our defense lives and dies is jc horn's ability to protect to protect that you know that side of the field and stop metcalf from going off i love g baby <laughs> I can hear him saying. I can hear his voice saying. I don't right even now. want to hear that from G Baby because he thinks that Dante Jackson is better than JC Horn. Get that lame shit the fuck out of here. Who's man. the best player since he said this? Because in some ways he's kind of right. You know, it's like them receivers ain't shit. You know, Amari but Cooper's not shit. Who's the Shepard's who's the biggest? All right, who's the most impressive get stop on this list for you? Number one. Probably Debo, if he had uh, from all the playing this year and all the okay. players you just listed. He has as he ain't been that good this year though, has he? He hasn't done a lot this year. He wasn't. He's not been a top five receiver, top Anybody, three receiver yeah. like he was last year. But he's he's still top ten, I think. I really look at stats. I haven't paid that much attention. Knowing that Jamar Chase was out when we played the Bengals, I might even say T Higgins. T Higgins is a beast, man. Ask me how um, I know. I have him in fantasy. Okay. You're right. Yeah, 50 catches, 569 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, is what he's got. I mean, not like great, not bad for Debo. I was thinking this. Uh, I was thinking Marquise Brown, if he wasn't hurt at the time, you know, if he was fully healthy, because like Kyler loves him. It's interesting. Our defense has played great against 
You know what? You probably got to. How did they score Brazil? Oh, it was Joe Mixon. That's right. Yeah. How did T. Higgins <laughs> only have 18 that, wait, yards that number and they score 8 sense. million points against us? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, um, yeah, they ran the ball up and down our, up and down our throats. Uh, but you had, you had the question that you wanted to ask. Oh, right, well, before we get to that yeah. real quick is uh, one other thing about this game I thought was an interesting. First is the Kenneth Walker, the third, um, the running back for the Seahawks who's been killing it this year. He has uh, suffered an ankle injury in the past game. Uh, they believe he could be an option this, this week going forward, but uh, that might be a good thing for the Carolina Panthers. And one of the things, though, that's interesting about this game was Steve Wilkes was asked about it going forward um, and what he thought, I guess, uh, if the Panthers had a chance to make the playoffs was what he was asked. And kind of in this last press conference where he was talking about Baker um, being released. And I'm going to, I mean, I can only, I'm going to paraphrase it because I didn't grab the clip. But he said, uh, you know, of course, I think we can make the playoffs like as in I believe my team, you know, we can win and this stuff like this. Um, but he said, I'm only worried about this week or well, one game at a time without saying the cliche one guy. He just said whatever he said. And then he goes, we have yet to beat a team on the road. And we go into a place for a team who's in the lead of in the, uh, or in the hunt for their division. They're a real playoff contending team. And uh, kind of like if you want to be one, you got to beat one. And like is, is like he was saying, yeah, I believe we could be a, a playoff team. But if we are going to be that, this is the type of game we need to go win. Um, so I thought that was an interesting way of kind of, par- you know, drawing some parallels between yeah. the Panthers chase for a playoff perspective and a team that we think – in uh, the Seahawks is playoff bound sort of, and who has kind of more earned their bones this year uh, in that discussion. And that would be a notable um, kind of uh, notch on the belt for Steve Wilkes and this Carolina Panthers. If they can go into a hostile Seattle team, it's kind of been hot and uh, take care of business for the first time on the road. And we're going to see who, you know, seeing who Steve Wilkes is off of a bye, you know, what kind of momentum this team has, if it lost any, with anybody, you know, with everybody kind of being uh, on vacation. It's really going to say a lot about our team. And we're traveling to the West Coast. Tra- you know, it's we're going to be uh, in a 425 time slot. They've, there's a lot to know, man. Like, we're going to really see what kind of fight this team has going down the stretch. And, and uh, you know, that we kind of faced a setback last night with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating out the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that's never a good thing because we needed the Saints to win. But, I mean, we're still only like two games out of first place. So every single one of these football games matter. We cannot take our, our, our foot off the gas right now. Let me ask you this, uh, CK, is uh, Carolina Panthers, um, oh, not only are they kind of on that parallel course, I guess, or at least the six degrees of separation that Wilkes is talking about with yeah. this kind of team from the Seattle Seahawks, 
Carolina Panthers uh, are going to need a, a quarterback next year to start the season, whether they draft a quarterback, whether they want to give Matt Corral a chance or what they would think. Right. But it seems like logistically they have to have some sort of veteran presence that at least could they think could start day one. Sam Darnold is coming in here as Baker Mayfield's been released and vying potentially for that opportunity to be a bridge quarterback for the second time for the Carolina Panthers, which was the the funny part about that. But Geno Smith is out there slaying it this season with like a 77% completion yard, having a great season and making a case for a veteran presence. Who would you rather have next year as uh, that guy, Geno or uh, Sam Darnold or the field? I like Gino is the prime example of a guy who was never given the right shot. Right. Like a guy who, who went to a really horrible situation. They never did anything to make his situation better. And he was constantly the guy who was blamed for it. And it just so happens to be the jets. <laughs> so like I, at the end of the day, I'm not at the, I'm not of the mind that Sam Darnold can't be like Gino Smith in that way. Um, if given an actual true opportunity, the dude can come out here and actually do some great things. Geno Smith has, is if anything, Geno Smith is the poster child for what we did, what we were trying to do with Sam and, and Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately we just didn't really do what we were supposed to do there. We did not give him uh, an offensive line to help him thrive. We did not give him the weapons to help him thrive. We had an injured Christian McCaffrey who our entire offense was based around, right? Like it's, it's, it was, it's not something that was conducive for progress for a guy who's you're trying to build his confidence up. So that's a really tough question. I don't want him to come in here and be a starter, but I would not mind having him as a backup. Yeah. He's having a really good year, but when it comes down to it, he's a Jacoby Brissett. He's a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a Nick Foles. He's an Alex Smith. He's a journeyman quarterback a guy that can give you what you need and, and have hot streaks, but is never going to be one of the best in the NFL. You know, he's playing talented this year, but he's played for a long time. Now, maybe this does work out for him Mm -hmm. in in Seattle. And maybe he does end up taking that next step and he can't, you always can. But as of right now, he's that guy, he's that journeyman quarterback that, yeah, I wouldn't mind having him on my team rather than the field. You know, I mean, depending on how Baker plays, they're not Baker. Uh, the how Sam plays uh, throughout this year, I couldn't answer whether I'd rather have Sam or Gino. To be honest, yeah, exactly. Like, That's the hard part. He can finish the year out strong. You Sam's give, in the same situation. He, he you finally give, has a good offensive line. You give Sam uh, a DK Metcalf, a Tyler Lockett, and a mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker on top of having a decent offensive line. I mean, what else could you ask for? Like, if you're a quarterback, you literally went into a jackpot situation. Yeah. Cody is. Uh... Sam Darnold in seven years, is he just going to be white Geno Smith? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that, is, I mean, are, listen, they, can... are they the same person um, just in different iterations? Think about this is a guy who started with the Jets, had zero opportunity or mm-hmm. like a, or had a tough situation, was asked to do a lot, pressured, you know, without talent. Then meandered around the the league. Actually, played for the Jets. 
Uh, he had two years where he played for them and actually started games. 2015, 16, 17 as a backup goes to the Chargers and has no game started, but only five games on the roster. Um, I thought he was with the Giants. Yeah, he went three, started one game for the Giants and ended um, Eli Manning's starting streak. Uh, and that also, how about this? Another seven degree or six degrees or whatever the saying is, a separation. Do you remember who the coach was? that uh, sat Eli Manning and uh, ended his streak and went with Geno Smith? Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, that's right. Um, I'm going to put in Darnold. I want to see this. Is, uh, well, well, who would you take? Who would you rather have? All right, so the one thing I worry about this with Geno is I feel like it's just going to be getting another Teddy Bridgewater. Right, and that is overpaying. Yeah, I would say overpaying is, look, is this. This is what his uh, season stats are. Listen to his season stats this year. They are 7-5. and No one saw the Seattle Seahawks coming out like that. 7-5. and Teams playing well all together, largely because of Geno. 72.5% completion rate. 3,160. He's got 3,169 yards. He's uh, yards. Uh, per attempt is 8.1 so he's not Mm. just dinking and dunking this sucker 22 touchdowns six interceptions my what my worry about this is that um it's not a worry is that like gino's having the year where when if he goes and signs if he re-signs with the seahawks if he signs with us or whoever he's gonna command at least a one-year deal at close to legit starting money at the very minute, you know, and so he's not going to come cheap in a sense, right? You don't make the mistake of a multi-year deal like you did with Teddy Bridgewater, but still he's going to definitely get $22 million for a one-year deal. Um, my thing is this, is that does he regress towards the mean of that if his career completion percentage is 62%, he really hasn't played a ton. He played two years with the Jets, and then he played this year with the Seahawks, and the other has just been filler games, right? So is his completion percentage somewhere more closer to 64, 65 maybe percent? Still got a pretty good completion rate for his whole career. Yeah. Uh, he has 56 touchdowns career to 43 interceptions. So are you really, you're not, I mean, it's going to be hard for you to get Gino that you're getting this year. Right. Like for him to replicate this year would be like. I don't think, I mean, based on what he's doing now, I don't think he's getting out of, uh, out of Seattle. Yeah. That's a good point. And unless they have a, a crazy offer come their way or some kind of draft pick that, that falls in their lap, I have, no, I have no reason to believe why they would get rid of me. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, um, beyond not getting along with people, I don't know why why russell wilson would even want to leave there like he said look at the talent they have there it's crazy i don't know who seattle they've got great oh, great you russell wilson you mean yeah, russell wilson, yeah. yeah yeah um i heard the seahawks had a shitty run get run defense though they have the, one of the worst in the nfl 
That's, that's good for us, right? For us. That is yeah. Good for us, and yeah. by the way, we're, we're talking about Geno Smith and Sam Darnold. Geno Smith, you know, like what CK said, this has been the first year that, like, you know, and he's been through some bumps and bruises, but he he's grown, he's matured as a quarterback, and right. he got he got a legitimate chance this year. Mm-hmm. And I would like and hope to assume that Sam Darnold ha- has also grown and matured as a person and as a quarterback. And, you know, this might be that opportunity for him to do it. I mean, listen, we have ranted and raved all year that this is finally the offensive line that we've been dreaming of. We can run the football, and we can pass protect. And we know what Sam Donald was able to do for three games last year with, you know, a similar kind of dynamic. Granted, that fell off a cliff. But also, especially right now, you're asking for a much smaller sample size from Sam. He has to be good the next five games in a row. And if he can do that and not make too many mistakes, limit turnovers, and just run the offense efficiently, I mean, this is, this is as good of an opportunity as, as Sam will ever get to revitalize his career to the point that if we had to make a bet, on what quarterback had the better chance of genuinely becoming a starter in the NFL between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, I would say Sam Darnold yeah. absolutely has well, a better Well, because chance. you know why you get to say that, though, is because um, you know that Sam, um, Sam, that Baker has lessened his chances since the beginning of the season, right? Is right. that he's got had a lot of opportunity Mm-hmm. And he's failed to capitalize on that. We can say the odds are in Sam Darnold's favor because he's yet to have his opportunity. So there's a, clearly an advantage at this point because he has five games or four, whatever is it, four, five games, four games to prove himself. Right. A better. All he's got to do. Look, he's already half. He's already halfway there. He got a damn win. Yeah, I, I think he can do it. I, I think that, oh. like I said, if we can limit what Sam is ha, has to do in the offense, limit turnovers, run the ball effectively, and look, he hit some good downfield shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that big pass to DJ Moore, and throwing it to the back of the end zone on the touchdown pass. So he can do it. Well, look, you know, we just made out the case that he has the best opportunity he's ever had. Offensive line, offensive weapons, coaching, everything, right? So can we officially say or can we actually, like, pin this on him after this six games if he looks horrible that he's a bust? Yes. Like, is that, is that enough to call him a bust? Because we've just said he's had the best opportunity. He's got a chance to go to the playoffs and win the division. He's got a good team behind him, a good offensive line, a great defense. I think that if he, I'm not saying he has to win all win all the games and make the playoffs, but if he looks horrible, if he looks like last year's second half Sam Darnold. Well, you can't go. He you gotta say he's a bust, right? A bust, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would I say, I would say bust, yeah. yeah I mean, first round pick, can't play, not starting in the NFL. Not just the first round, top five, like number two yeah, overall, good like. Point. That's that's yep. the argument I would make in this situation is like if he comes in and he's not able to to show any sense of like improvement whatsoever, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, I'm fine I with saying like Bust at that point. he did in his first game already show improvement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, a lot of yeah, people oh, said yeah. that same thing about his uh, his performance last year with the first three games too, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not ready to put right. that type of like. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, it's I, 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 that, I yeah. this I need to see consistency. That was always his biggest thing, in my opinion, was consistency, and mm-hmm. he has been you know one of the. I need to see this happen for consistent you know two three games and uh and go from there all right slowly starting to build trust back up right you know yeah i think this is uh you know i i don't know it's like uh how much like i want to i feel like this is like will saying going on the road winning something like this would be really beneficial for the carolina panthers but somehow the damn bucks and the saints they almost did what I asked them to do, which is tie. Yeah. 17. Damn near. They damn near did. Jeez. Jeez. I didn't uh, even think about that. Damn Tom Brady, man. They, um, so the problem is, is that uh, at what point is that if the Panthers lose this week against the Seahawks, does that kind of make it out of reach because the Bucks won this past? If we... Uh... You know, I don't. Like I think. I think it. I think it would like be out of our hands. Like I don't. I don't think. I think if we lose to the Seahawks and we win out, we right. can still like make the playoffs. But it's, it's not happen. completely in our hands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, say that we're out of it just because I don't trust Tampa to win out. Sure. That's, that's like, what I'm that's saying. You not, have to have that, somebody. Yeah. Else that's, lose. yeah. That's not. But a good still, football. like they would need to lose out. I think if they lose three of four and we lose one, I think me and CK, me and CK were talking about this before the show. It's. It's complicated. It's gonna We're going to need some things to end. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's saying. All right. Yeah. Uh, but, um, that's all I got to say about the Seahawks game at this point. I'm sure we'll, I'll find some more stuff to talk about on the Friday free for all uh, and throughout the week. Yeah. Well, we only have. Uh... Greg, do you want to jump in uh, to this uh, giveaway? Yeah, man. We can do that. So, oh, uh, you know, it. we did our. Um... Nikki Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, the C3 Panthers charity buy week buy. Yeah, week drive. That was long. I got to shorten that thing up. <laughs> we did the bye week drive this week, uh, charity drive, and it was fun. It was successful. We do $1,783. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, it's gone up. And yeah, I think yeah. that's about right. 23 total donors. Um, I, here's everybody who donated some money. There were also, I think, four anonymous donations. Uh, so I figured if they put their name up there and didn't put anonymous, they wouldn't mind me putting their name on here. So I want to thank everybody on here who did this. And I did say that for every $5 you donated that I was going to do a drawing. I'm going to do three cards, three rookie autograph cards uh, for this one. Um, and pretty much everybody got five drawings. So I put you know everybody's name in my little R2-D2 right here. I'm going to draw some names out here real quick. Um, I originally said the Luke Keekley rookie autograph was going to be the first one I gave away. So I can, I'm kind of, kind of go with this uh, linebacker theme here. So I got a Luke Keekley rookie autograph card here. Yeah. So show it up one more time. Oh yeah. Here you go. Um, And this one is number, I can't remember. I'll have to read the number off for you. This one's number 223 of 499. Then I have a John Beeson rookie autograph card. Uh, and this one is 28 of 100. And then I have a Shaq Thompson. Whoops. Autograph card. And that one is 522 of 800. So all serial number cards, all rookies, all autographs. 
All we you know what? Is and you're giving them in the order of their coolness, too. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what it is. I'm going to start yeah, off with yeah. the uh, with the um, Luke Kegel when I took mine and uh, and Tony's and, uh, and Cody's name out of here, you know, because we don't need to win. Yeah, I kind of think of those from the, at least from mine, as not being from me, but from the podcast. There you go. All right. So, first name. And once you've been drawn once, I'm not going to, you know, give two to one person. I'd like for everybody to win. So, let's see. First name is Joey Esquivel. So oh, Joey. Joey's gonna win the Luke Keekley rookie. Should just send card. him like a <laughs> like a car to somebody else. Send him. Like, <laughs> send him a, I'll send him a Kevin Benjamin. Yeah. I've got a bunch of Joe Adams rookie autographs. Goodness gracious. Hey, yeah. Congratulations, man. Anybody who wins, just hit me up on Twitter or hit me up somehow. Uh, you can find get communicate one of us. Like, give me your address and I'll pay for shipping and everything and I'll send it out to you. All right, so number two here is going to be <laughs> Supreme Leaders. Yeah, so there you go. He's going to win the John Beeson nice. card. So, all right. So hit me up, man. Uh, we will get that out to you. And then the last card here, and I'm going to try to do like a drawing every year for the charity thing. It'll be kind of fun. Uh, third one is going to be Panther Pickle. <laughs> so nice. Panther Pickle nice. wins, the, uh, wins the Shaq Thompson rookie autograph card. So Pickle hit me up, man uh congratulations hit to everybody. You up? what's the best way for them to hit you up you can also send me an email at carolina cat chronicles at gmail.com i'll forward it to greg yeah um, or, or if you're on twitter just hit me up dms at the bat day 52 uh, if you follow me i'll you know you should be able to hit me up so but yeah congratulations y'all and uh you know we'll do some more stuff i like how to do stuff like this yeah i uh yeah man thank you greg for doing that and thank you again for putting all this uh, together Thanks i think we should for call joining. it the c3 uh no the c3 by charity by event and then we'll colon it in the future i don't know we're gonna have to find a way to get that all that information in a way that is memorable a and sayable by the person saying <laughs> right right <laughs> sayable if that's a um so uh look we want you to be a part of the show at tonight at 252-228-5098 that's 252-228-5098 thank you guys for your support um i think you had something to do uh ck before uh actually no i thought cody had something to say first and then we're gonna go do some prize picks yeah we are so uh look man uh 125 people watching and you know they're excited about the Seahawks game, and they're excited to listen to us talk Panther football, but nothing—and I do mean nothing—gets them as excited as hearing the voice that makes them moist, shame them like the little sons of guns they are. <laughs> talk to them, Big Papa. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight. There was a guest that wanted to do the subscriber shame this evening. He's a bit shy, so we're going to turn the camera off. He's going to be uh, coming in from a remote area, so it might be a bit of delay. But I hope this works out, and I appreciate every one of you guys. But first, here's my friend. I don't think it's working. Yeah, I don't think it's working either, CK. 
lots of uh lot lots of silence lots of silence oh he is shy imagine how shy he is he's so shy he doesn't want to be shamed he forgot to turn on is it can you hear me now yeah i hear you all right let me try this one more time bring him in i know these connections can be funky on the internet all right how about now i'm going to try to give it an opportunity for the one and only morgan freeman to come in here and show you guys how to hit the like button, how to be shamed. The C3 Panthers podcast is and will always be the longest running Panthers podcast on the face of the planet. And you should always hit the like button when you come in here and watch them talk about the Carolina Panthers. Morgan Freeman out. Subscribe machine. <laughs> Morgan Freeman done hit you with the subscriber shame. Whoa, man, we are stepping our game up. Real celebrities calling into the show to shame people. Dude, you gotta love it, man. 122 people watching, 63 thumbs up. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell for every single time the C3 Panthers podcast goes live, man. Hit that notification bell so that way we can whip up on the YouTube algorithm and get seen by as many Panther fans as possible. Tony, you want to do prize picks? Guess what, folks? It's time for the prize picks. That's right. Each and every week we try to preview, depending on, because sometimes, like, depending on the week, the time of the week, uh, if the Panthers game is available. But we always look at the Carolina Panthers, but we do it. On the best, my favorite daily fantasy sports website app, prizepicks.com is a way for you to have fun in over 32 states, including North Carolina and South Carolina, playing Danny Daily Fantasy Sports and make some real cash. We've been playing it all year. It's been a rough week for Tony. Oh, my goodness. Even like that, they just said brick. My browser keep is, is a crashing on this, but prize picks, man, you go there. Um, and what you can do is uh, identify players who have uh, basically uh, fantasy projections and you need to tell them uh, you do multiple. Go ahead, bring it in. We'll fight over it. Uh, you can do multiple <laughs> players um, where you have to do at least two players from different teams and you can do up to two, three, four Five, even a six pick flex pick is available now on prize picks. And what they do is they uh, ultimately you can make some real cash. I've had a little trouble this week, but I'm coming back tonight. I got an NBA joint in because they had the taco on Tuesday. I always get lured in. I love tacos and I love prize pick tacos here. I went Luca Donick. Over 26 and a half points. Actually, I need Greg's uh, interpretation of this because a lot of this is me just liking numbers and potentially if a player could have an opportunity to meet them. And I have no uh, anything about this sport. Uh, Luka Donick, 26 and a half points was the Taco Tuesday pick. You got like a 20% 
Don, is it Doncic? Doncic, yeah. Doncic. Yeah. I said Donic. Doncic. <laughs> uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Points, rebounds, assists. So all combined, 20 and a half. And uh, I think all those are safe, to be honest with you. Jamal Murray, points, rebounds, assists, uh, 28 and a half. So we'll be looking at that. So that is, I put in tonight, I put in, I did the flex pick, by the way, because I've, I've been, and I, like, I just need to get a little, I need a first down. I don't need a win right now. I just need a first down on prize picks. Uh, I played $20. And if I get all three, I'll get 45 if I get two out of three, I'll win twenty-five. Nice. So uh not bad. And uh, but what I love to do is play the NFL, even though I have I've been going for the gusto, guys. I've had some tough luck this week. But right now, guys, they've got a special deal. They're partner with partnering with Justin Herbert, I believe. For some reason, they've identified him. And you get a free square this week, guys. Boom. Justin Herbert, free play on prize picks right now. He just has to throw the ball one yard, and you will get that one. So let's go jump over to the care. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. If you go to prize picks, go match your deposit bonus up to 100% for the first $100 if you use the promo code C3. So not only do we love to play prize picks, they sponsor this podcast, and you can help us by going and signing up over 75 people have signed up for pro for prize picks using the C3 code. Let's pump that number up, set it up on your wife's name, get the, get the bonus, use the promo code C3 and uh, help this podcast go forward. DJ Moore. Let's take a look at these numbers guys going into Seattle, 53 and a half yards uh 55 and a half rushing love it love that number right there yeah same i do too with that run defense i I like him having 55 and a half yards rushing that's really good all right and now yeah i mean that's easy you better go to prize picks right look prize picks right now think about this is what do they have gino at say you may say you mail you hit that right there you put $20 in. All you got to do is basically get the foreman right. And you get you turn your $20 into 60 playing daily fantasy football sports. What do they got? Geno Smith at 245 yards passing. Taking the under on that. Ooh, well. Mm-hmm. Who's he played defense for? Uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Tampa Bay, Arizona Giants. If mm. you believe in our defense and, and what we've been – able to do recently i don't know maybe on the this road is it. on maybe, the road i i know man gonna but maybe pass this the ball is, a ton if walkers hurt maybe this is gonna be the game where where uh he doesn't hit that mark man i don't know but then again about the wide oh. though, you know what about that matchup how about this is whether or not you believe in our defense do you believe in jc horn I do. I really do. I I, I think JC is going to shut him down. But 65 yards is tough, man. That's two decent catches. Like yeah. the, the, you, you can hold the two decent catches, still have a great game, but 65 yards ain't much. Well, so far, when JC Horn has been on an opponent, 
they have yet to get over, I believe, 30 yards. But how do you know he's going to be on them every play? Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, that's and that's where those numbers are misleading. That they when they put up the JC numbers, we don't play a man. He ain't trailing people. They must own. They must be talking about only plays against him, or else it's just false report, false numbers. I, don't know. I think that's when he is on those people. Those were the numbers that. I think the stat is when it's thrown to the receiver, he's directly. F says he ain't yeah. touching two forty-five. I, I honestly it. don't think he will either. That's uh, yeah. quarterbacks have not been throwing for a lot. Have of we yards given this year. up to over two hundred forty-five yards to a quarterback all year? I wish you could look up our defense. I can't look up our defense. No, but I mean, like on pri- uh, on prize picks, like if oh, our yeah. defense- oh, all we gotta do, oh, like what they project them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see if if anybody would have done it, it would have been the Falcons. Maybe an overtime. No, no, they didn't throw the ball none in that game. Two fifty three. That's an overtime game. Who else would have done it against the Panthers? Maybe, maybe the Bengals. Oh, they ran the, the Bengals like crazy. What about the or, or the Niners, maybe? No, Bengals a two oh six. Two six. What about the Niners? Or I guess did I see the Niners on there? I guess I did. Oh yeah, I did. I was like, I thought we lost one. Two fifty three Garoppolo. So it's right at that. What threshold. happened in that game? Also, just, remember, remember, just, remember that he has all those yards after catch receivers. Yeah. So it, but it still counts as passing yards. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. So even if he dinks and dunks it and the receiver takes it 70 or whatever, that's still. You know what? What if we do this? What if we take both of them? I don't think we go yeah. less. Less. Oh. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, man. Like I said, mm. I don't. I don't Tony, it sounds like you have some faith in the Panthers. <laughs> what it sounds well, like. Well, if you guys are saying we're right, if this is gonna happen, it's almost like to think the way the game would go. Yeah. And well, if we think Foreman's gonna run the ball effectively, there is an opportunity the Panthers could try to ball control the game on the road. And everyone believes against the team dead. that can't stop the run, and you get a lower scoring game. Then you have their team. I think the only thing that makes this a problem is that they're more inclined to pass the ball without Kenneth Walker being their running back. Yeah. That kind of is going to funnel their game plan through the passing game. It it also depends on how the game's playing out, too. If they're down two scores in the fourth quarter, they're going to be passing the ball a lot more than they're going to be running, you know? I mean, it could just play out like that. I don't know. That's a well, good I one. Know. I would say just go. Yeah, I mean, hey, roll with this squad, man. I'm way more comfortable than less than 245. The less than 65.5 is is where I'm caught up at. But I mean, it's it's all possible. Hmm. Let's do it. 
Best prize picks right there. Ten dollars, four picks. If I get them right, well, actually, only three picks at this point. The problem is, is we just went all in on one game. You know what? We almost should just like go look at the NFL real quick and see if we can find somebody. You probably only play that Herbert once. I'm betting. No, I think you can do it up to like fifty dollars or something like that. So you oh, keep, okay. So okay. if you spent ten on that one, I I think that's the number. Ooh. I remember the first week I tried to do that with Tom Brady with a point zero one yards or one yard, and it would only let play so many of them. Why does it just keep adding the same people? Why, why the, oh, I don't I think you submitted it. the entry before. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. Oh, you guys want to see what happened to me this past week? Yes, please. This one sucked. Oh no! Taysom oh, Hill, I got it right. Got Tom Brady right. Where Dalton, did Dalton fall? Dalton went over the two hundred seven. Went yeah, oh. I got killed by him. Uh, this one hurt too. I feel like Zeke crushed it. Derek Carr fell two and a half, three yards short of his number, and then Kittle gets a team where their quarterback goes down in the. First quarter doesn't touch the ball again. I only had two catches because of the party. Mm. I am on a losing streak, homie. Yeah, I need a win, bro. I need a win, and uh, hopefully, we can monitor this. We're gonna look at this. This is what, by the way, you guys use the promo code C three. Mm-hmm. Um, play pl- prize picks. It's fun. Uh, we got to monitor this. When's this game tip off? Ten oh five. They ain't scored no points yet. Oh, Jamal Murray already there. Is the t- prize is the Taco Tuesday pick fishy? Are those fish tacos? Did I just get a fish taco? <laughs> it's definitely there to lure you in, but it's a great bet. But look at this. this is how funny it is this is how good Luka Doncic is. His Taco Tuesday pick. Look, when we do it on a on a quarterback, it's like point one yard or one yard. His is twenty six points. That's his discount is 26 points. That's how good this guy is, man. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Dodgic his is discount insane. is 26 points. I don't oh, even God. give a damn about basketball, and I know that Luka Dodgic is. <laughs> He's insane, man. Crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah, man. I, I went. What's crazy? It's also crazy is I took the. He's the Dallas guy, right? Dallas. Um, yeah. I took the less than on points, rebounds. And assist one game early in the season. I was like, man, 47. That's so much. This yeah. dude got like 90. I mean, it was like, it's like, I mean, like he was like, he got 47 points, rebounds, and assists in like the first quarter, it felt like in that game. This dude was just destroyed it. It was awesome. Yeah, um, there should right, be that, any reason he's not MVP if it's the season stopped right now. Why has he got no points right now then? Uh-huh. Uh prize picks, promo code C3, 100 percent uh, deposit bonus on your first time at up to a hundred dollars. Uh, it's been fun. So much fun. Uh, that's why we love prize picks. Let's go next topic, Cody. Oh yeah. So, uh, last charity stream, uh, we did some, uh, this fun fantasy Panthers draft Oh yeah. with some of the members of our C3 fan base. And, uh, this was the team's, that we ended up coming down to at the end of our Panther draft team professor. Uh, that was Tony and uh, Blick who constructed this team. 
drafted Luke Kixley, Sam Mills, Jake DeLone, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and head coach Steve Wilkes. Codezel Allen and Drew, I believe it was, yep. uh, drafted Steve Smith, Julius Peppers, Thomas Davis, Jonathan Stewart, John Gross, and Ron Rivera. And then me and my boy Kev, White Chocolate Espresso, we draft, and yes, that's right, we're Team Tiger Cox, as, as per <laughs> Greg. Uh, we drafted Cam Newton, Greg Olson, Moosed Mohammed, Brian Burns, Charles Johnson, and John Fox. Now, as we go into the cat calls, we're asking you. That's right, we just posted the poll. I just posted it in the chat right now. Who had the best all-time Panther draft? Team Professor, Team Codizzle, or Team Tiger Cox, baby. You already know who to go for, baby. Let I your think voice the best name for sure. Yeah, let your let your voice be heard. And uh Tony Dunn, we've uh, gotten to that point of the show while our fans are voting. Uh why don't we go ahead and uh play some cat calls and um see what these people had to say. So uh let's do that. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... What's going on, C3? Tyler here. Hopefully you're having a good evening. Uh... Definitely excited uh, about them letting go of Baker Mayfield. I think it's best for both sides. Uh, Baker was QB3. Um, you know, obviously, uh, definitely Baker's career is in jeopardy, at least starter-wise, for sure. Uh, might be just be for backup moving forward. Um, but uh, he definitely has a chance to do something in L.A. I don't think he will, but this is the only way for him to have any hope going forward with him being a starter. Um, I agree with CK. Uh, if he does do well in uh, L.A., it's a huge indictment to Ben McAdoo. And I don't think we're talking about Ben McAdoo yeah. as much as we should. Um, and just as a Panther fan base. Because, yes, we've had bad quarterback play, but I just feel like the play calling, I just feel like what we have, uh, you know, offensive line as well, uh, it's really good. We have a good running game. I get like quarterback is important. You need consistency at the quarterback position, but I, I just feel like the uh, offensive coordinator position has been so bad this year as far as helping the quarterback. He, he's definitely not a quarterback friendly play caller. Um, and, you know, obviously we know he's going to be gone at the end of the season, but that's where I'm really intrigued to see not only who's going to be our head coach moving forward, but who's going to be that offensive coordinator developing Matt Corral and possibly a quarterback to be drafted in the future. Um, you know, something to think about, but I definitely think Baker is not going to be doing anything in LA. Uh, my brother-in-law, I live out here in Orange County, California. I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. That's what my Panthers fan. He found him. But my brother-in-law is a LA Rams fan and he was pissed and not happy that they picked up Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's pretty much their season's uh, kind of done anyway, but he wasn't excited at all. So uh, he knows how he's been in Carolina. Uh, but um, 
Yeah. Uh, we'll see what Sam Darnold does against Seattle. It should be an inter- interesting game. Uh, definitely, they they were both playing well, but you know, haven't been playing you know that well recently. Uh, but still a good football team. So excited to see how we play. But um, uh, I hope you guys have a good night. Catch you on the next one. Keep having. Tyler, appreciate the call, man. And that is a good point that uh, NCK did bring it up earlier. If if Baker Mayfield does have some semblance of success in Los Angeles, yeah, that is a pretty big indictment, I guess, on Ben McAdoo uh, if that does happen. The problem is, do we even see that happening? I mean, Baker Mayfield going, you know, it's, it's past the midway point to the season. He's going to a team that already has a ton of injuries. They're on the downslide. You have a coach in Sean McVay who runs a very complicated West Coast style offense. I, I just don't know that this is even an opportunity for Baker to even be successful. Granted, if if he does start, I kind of think it's out of necessity and that the the Rams just really have no other choice. But what right. do you guys think? Does Baker have any shot of being successful at all this year? Not this year, I don't think. I, th- I think even even if he he could come up to be a decent quarterback, just the turnaround's too quick right now. First of all, he's going to play this Thursday. Yeah. I mean, I guess it really just depends on coaching. Yeah, but base f- football's basic. I mean, you can have basic plays, and you don't have to have you know. But based on what I've seen this year, there's nothing that makes me believe he's going to be a good quarterback this year. He's having a bad year. He may not be garbage. He may not be done, but he's having a bad year. I'll tell you what, this does solidify. It does solidify that OBJ will not be going back to the Rams. Yeah, that's a good way to get him to come back. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, let's go to the next call. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. What's up, Anthony? Um, Well, Baker got released. Um... Not much to say, you know. I mean, he was trash this year, <laughs> no question about it. Um, but you know what? I, I wish the best for him, and you know, I mean, the Rams. The Rams are a shitty team, so I, I don't really see anything big happening from him going there. I think he's mainly just trying to find some stability in terms of putting some at least decent film on for uh, coaches and stuff to look at maybe the following season. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's that. And as a Baker fan, like, I'm still going to support him. But in terms of our team, the fucking Saints are so annoying, man. They just – I don't know how they clamp – hold hold Tom Brady – to three points until the last four minutes of the fourth quarter. He puts together two drives. It's like, man, and, I mean, Mark Ingram running out of bounds on that play. Let's just talk about that for a second. Going back to Greg's theory, because he's he's a conspiracy theorist theorist on this podcast. I'm glad he's mentioning this. Mark Ingram should have not ran out of bounds. With the, nope. I know he was injured but it, it totally looked like he could have made that extra effort. And then the next play, 
on third and one, you throw a slant to a random receiver instead of just running the ball with Alvin Kamara. It's like, man, or, or what are him. they doing? It's almost like they were giving the game to Tom. They wanted him to come back. It, it was crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. Seattle this week, got to get a win. I mean, it's going to be tough now if Tampa Bay is up two games. I mean, we really got to beat Tampa Bay. I mean, we really got to win out. Like, the best we can finish is nine and eight. So, I mean, if Tampa wins four more games, you know, it's wraps. So, we, we really need – we really – Tampa Bay, they're only, they can only afford to lose one more game. So I mean, we we gotta we gotta really step it up, man. So those are just my two cents on all the news. And last thing I want to say, Baker was trash, yada yada yada. But I think in an offense where, like the Rams, you're probably not going to see it because they're a dumpster fire. But I mean, in an offense like <clears throat> the um, the Browns, I was going to say the Browns. He got cut off. Um, you know, uh, I do wish the best. I kind of hope. I mean, I want I want Baker to go and do well. Like, I mean, I don't want anybody to play poorly. Like, I don't dislike Baker for what he did in Carolina. Like, I didn't want him in the – you know, just is. Do you I'm think he, he will be successful? Not with the Rams. I mean, obviously, if you're telling me they're that yeah. bad, they probably have a tougher a tough schedule. Yeah. No Cooper well, Cup. What were you going to say, Greg? I was going to say, I'm glad he brought up that conspiracy theory thing because, you know, it was once again, those are the things that, those are the things that run through my mind. And even, even on sports talk shows today, they were talking about Tom Brady getting breaks. Like that play was mentioned so many different times. I, and, and I've heard people on a lot of different shows saying, ranking this as Tom Brady's greatest comeback ever, which is the craziest shit I've ever heard because I watched him come back from down 28-3 in a Super Bowl in the third quarter. So I don't understand how this could be the greatest ever. Right, um, right. But, you know, but but it's just crazy how much news it, it brought out this week. Like, like, I'm telling you, man, I'm so glad somebody else is something about a conspiracy theory other than me because he must have been thinking it, you know, when he saw that. It looked very suspicious. Yeah, uh, weird, weird stuff. You know, what you got, man? Ron Rivera got a tie this week. There's some weird stuff happening in the NFL. But you know what ain't weird? Ron Rivera getting ties. Yeah. He's he's known to get a few. I wish uh, that someone should find him for getting a tie instead of him finding Cam Newton for wearing <laughs> for not wearing a tie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> mm. uh, the number is 252-228-5098. Hey guys, it's the growl that makes them howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield uh, released from the Carolina Panthers. Good riddance to that dumbass. Uh, <laughs> you know, he done let the door hit him or the good Lord split him, as someone in the chat said, and he's now on the way to LA where. He doesn't look like he ain't going to be able to save the day. I had to figure out some of the rhymes there because I just had to. But uh, unlike Luke Keekley, whose rookie autograph card I just won. Nice. And by the way, Greg, uh, put your email in the chat, and I'll email you my address. Okay. 
Um, but anyway, but yeah, I'm really happy that Baker Mayfield is not a burden to this team. Uh, my thing is, I mean, how do we go about uh, not giving Cleveland shit for uh, Baker Mayfield? Uh, how do we make Cleveland give us their picks for taking their baggage away? As they acquired luxury baggage in the form of a molesting man that, uh, you know, that, you know, they should start doing at Cleveland Stadium. They should start, uh, when they have like food and raffles, they should start doing it off the massage tables. They, they, they totally should. Just cause, cause why not? And of course he beat his Challenge old team cause they suck. And they were probably told to lose that game. You know, if you're one of the people who believes the NFL is rigged, which I know some on this show are, and <laughs> I ain't going to go there. Never mind. But, uh, you, uh, but yeah. Lots of He's conspiracy. Part of this team, and I'm, I'm really happy about that. Really happy we were able to donate to a wonderful Panthers, uh, charity because as Panther Nation, that's what we should do around the holidays. You know, that's right. There are some fans who are very little talk or uh, very little walk, a whole shit ton of talk. And I ain't talking about literally like Cody. I'm talking ah. about, you know, somebody who I'm waiting on his ass to call in and defend himself for what I said last Tuesday night. But I know he ain't going to do it. But that's beside the point. But by the way, Cody, before I go, you should do stand-up comedy. Oh, wait. Did you see that one coming? Wow, wow, wow. I guess that's my first joke. My name is Cody Lashley, and I'm a stand-up comedian. And then when everyone laughs, I'm like, Ah, oh, how dare you? That's ableist, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Are you muted, Tony? I don't know if you're talking or not. Tony, are you talking? You're muted. I think he is. I am muted. There you go. The funny part about this is I was the one that made a joke about him being blind, and he came after you, Cody. You're catching (laughs) strays, bro. I know. What the hell, (laughs) Joe? But he did say he voted for me in in the poll because he has to support other handicaps, so. At least there's some solidarity there. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the next call. The number is 252-228-5098. Well, ain't that some shit? Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy as shit that Baker's gone. And I'm not trying to be that guy, but... Tony, I told you he was that fucking terrible. Like, I went and I saw him at practice up here in New England. And he looked like trash, man. And isn't that just a lesson to to everybody, too? It's like, sometimes being patient just works out. Look at PJ. PJ went from being the guy that was going to be off the roster in the preseason to being the backup to being the guy starting for a while, to now being the backup behind Sam Darnold. Like, if there isn't an instant where, or if there isn't a case where P.J. could be named a starter again at the end of the season, like, 
I don't know any other case for that. Like this, like I told you guys on Tuesday, this year has been a year, and like it just keeps getting more interesting. Like there's no other way to put it. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I don't know what season I'd rather have: be the Houston Texans be absolutely terrible, or be us and at least have some sort of entertainment out of it. Firing yeah. our coach halfway through the season, starting changing our starting quarterback twenty fucking times for a week seven, like TV show. Greg, you're on to something. Damn it, you're on to something, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey. Done. Message me if you know anything about Hillary Clinton. Don't say it out loud, okay? You might get off. Like, let's, let's get information out there. All right, guys. Love the show. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, man. Big time conspiracies, though. Tell you, man. Need people to know notice. About Bankman Freed. That's what we want to know. We want to know the the deets on him, the man with the bad guy name who's ruined cryptocurrency, and oh, and the, now maybe the stock market after today. That's the FTC guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also yeah. Uh, related to Tom Brady in a way. Hmm. Yeah. Can I just, names can I just uh, piggyback on what Nick just said? Look, man, considering everything that we've been through this year, the quarterback carousel, the exodus of fat fool, uh, Steve Wilkes' ascension to the interim head coach, I agree with Nick, man. This has been a fun season. I'm having I'm having more fun this season than I did the previous two. I have no problem saying that. Uh, it, it didn't turn out, or it hasn't yet turned out the way we wanted it. But, man, th- there's been some really bad football games. There's been some really good Panther football games. But at the end of the day, we're still here. I, here I go, sounding like Matt Rule. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we <laughs> are still we're still competing for something, man. The Panthers are still competing for the division. We have something out ahead of us. We have things that we see about our team that we want to build on for next season. And I just think that it's been a great season, man. I've had far more fun this season than I did the previous two. I don't know about y'all. But I definitely agree with Nick. Do you know part of the reason why you feel better? May not be the whole thing. Is because you know that no matter what going into next year, we're in a better position than we were coming into this year because there's no matter yes. right. Like that's Thanks. the thing. I I, I um, know I'm going to be in a better position because there's no Matt rule. Yeah. So there's no <laughs> Matt rule. Yeah. You mean there's no Matt rule? In the world, you saying that Matt rule was dead. <laughs> I mean, no Matt. You mean this Matt rule, Cody Lasty, <laughs> haunting you from the ping pong table? Oh God! Is that his is wife? Matt rule? Is that his wife? Oh, is that his wife? Hold on! No, 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 no! Can you take that down half of that, wife. please? It's Maverick's mom. Whoever he said Maverick's mom for the win. Oh, guess what he's doing? Recruiting out there, ah. fucking. Look at this. I'll take care of your boy. Mm. <laughs> lying to her, man. You know what? You know lying what? To her. Like, lying to her like her blonde hair is lying to us. He's, he's uh, slipping her some cash. Get your boy you her out. He's like, hey, so, like, we did this all the time in the Panthers locker room. I'm really good at this. Look at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rules wife is the four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. 
I mean, you may still be shooting. I saw somebody tweet. Oh, I think I said this in the Friday free for all. Hold on. There's one other. Look at him. He's out on the recruiting trail. Look at these nerds. Look at this picture right here. <laughs> Can you get a worse picture? I mean, come on. Where's look, something this other than guy those looks like kid. he's wearing a Christmas tree. Hat. Yeah, it's really. Christmas tree <laughs> in the background. His shorts are ridiculous. His dad. And then guess who the biggest dweeb of all of them like, is? It's Matt Rule. Like Matt, Matt, Matt Rule. I'm so happy to be here. Such a dweeb. Hold on. There was something. I saw this. I just want to. God, has he been tweeting this much? Oh, no. Yeah, he's he's November 25th. Nah. Um, he's made like $70 million in the day. I'm sure he's got to be Dude, he, he tweeted, yeah. never forget. As And apparently it was like a. <laughs> I think we might be getting fraught, fake. But, dude, so he tweeted, never forget. I think that's it right there. I don't know. I can hardly see. But, never uh, again. Never again, right? So apparently it was like a Holocaust remembrance type thing. Like never again will we let this happen. But dude, past Twitter did not know that, and they just retweeted. <laughs> they just retweeted the shit out of it, just absolutely flaming this man. Uh, <laughs> dude, some of dude, some of the responses. God, some of them were hilarious. Some of them were just flat out mean, even by man, my standards. like you shame that man right there. Yeah, dude. Like people, it. people were going after that dude. Does he look like so, he's standing on his tiptoes? Like look at that picture. Look at this. Look like at how bad this picture. Look at this. I don't know what to do with my hands. I tried. I was worried about that with Deshaun Watson too, and I was trying to trade for him. And I told you I wasn't trying to loot, you know, trying to make the big trade. He said I would have made a big trade or gotten a free agent acquisition if he would have known that what the plan was shortened. He literally went after all of that, and they just couldn't do it. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I would have." Lived in a world where I actually got Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day, look at this. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Makes me sick. It really does. What a fucking nerd. And I don't care. You can be like, people are going to come in. Nebraska people come in. and People will be like, well, what? You would look like a fucking nerd on the internet. So I was like, you know what? Fine. I am a nerd, but I'll call I haven't nerd heard from one place. Nebraska fan since yeah. the news happened. They're the opposite of Oklahoma. After we got Baker Mayfield, dude, Oklahoma fans were lighting up the C2 Panthers podcast. Right. But uh, not so much for uh, Nebraska. Oh, man. Look at this. Michael Davis. Look oh. at this. Michael Davis. I got an announcement for him. Certified the man. With the $35 love bomb. He says, I got a puppy on Sunday. She was shy. Wouldn't do much and wouldn't say much. I had the TV in my office today. And when Baker got picked up on waivers, she howled. Ran around and pissed on the floor. She's a very good girl. Hey, shout out to Michael hey. Davis and the brand new little puppy, man. She, uh, awesome, man. she was happy that Baker is finally out of town. <laughs> Appreciate you, Michael. And Greg we're happy said, for your uh, 
patron saint donation. Thank you yeah, very much. That was what I was going to mention. I, I forgot to mention when we were doing the drawings earlier to Michael Davis, man. Uh, you know, we appreciate everybody who contributed to the the fantasy to the charity drive, but Michael Davis was by far the the biggest contributor. Oh, for and I was sure. hoping that I was going to pull your name so you get one of those cards, but even because I didn't, just hit me up however you can, man. I got a 12 by 12 C3 Panthers podcast decal for you. So I mean, yeah, hit me up. Perfect. Perfect. He put his uh, Gmail. Um, Greg yeah, I put Gmail. the Gmail for my show, for my other show, or the yeah. old one. For my, yeah, I haven't changed the name of that Gmail yet. So. Um, no, Shout out it, to Michael. You're the man, dude. And congrats on that cute new puppy. Tell us in the yeah. chat what kind of dog it yeah. is, man. Dogs are great. Yeah, take, I life. just got a puppy not too long ago. Golden Doodle. It's like five months old. He's got to go get cut Thursday. Like, uh -oh. Not his. No, like his hair. Oh. Never had a dog where you got to get him haircuts, yo. First time ever for me. Uh, it'll be a second experience there. I thought you meant them nuts was getting. Cut. I know, I know. That's a <laughs> two five two. I've done. I've had dog, plenty of dogs where that that happened. The haircuts, the scary <laughs> part to me. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Don't cut my hair. Don't cut Cody's hair. Call into nope. the C three Panthers podcast next call. Hey guys, it's A.U. Lincoln out of North Alabama. So, Baker Mayfield didn't even last a full season in uniform before he kicked into the curb, which is fine by me. It was a fifth-round pick experiment by the Panthers, and I don't fault them for that. I mean, we paid a lot more for Sam, but granted, Sam is still around, so there is that. Um, I, I listened to the podcast about the cherry drive. I, I donated a little bit as well. Um, very proud of you guys for doing that. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Got the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see. We can beat them. I'll be excited because I hate the Seattle Seahawks, especially Pete Carroll. The guy is a brilliant football coach, but he's a lunatic in real life. Uh, maybe if I can get on the Friday free-for-all, you guys can ask me why I call them a lunatic. I'll be more right. happy to get on my soapbox. Um, other news, my Auburn University hired you priest. I'm not happy about it for uh -oh. reasons, but I'm hoping that we end up keeping Mr. Wilkes, Coach Wilkes, on our staff. We'll see. What do you guys think of the odds are now that he's won a couple of games? And uh, look forward to hearing you guys on the podcast, and keep pounding. Keep pounding. Andrew Link, not happy with Hugh Freeze as his new head coach. Yeah, man, I mean... Hey, it's uh, it's like we said. At least there's no more Matt rule. You know, your professional team no longer has to deal with that kind of incompetence. So maybe that'll offset your uh, your uh, distaste for your college coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I th oh, I think he asked the question was, do you think we're keeping Wilkes? And I think that oh. with every week, I think with every week, his position gets stronger. There's been a rumor floating around that the Panthers are very likely to keep Steve Wilkes. Um, I believe Albert Breer went on a Twitter spaces or did a live or something, and he was talking about the Panthers might likely retain Steve Wilkes. Um, and and I, I, at this point, I think it's for the best. I mean, no matter what happens this season, the fact that we've even – gotten as much out of this team as have is nothing short of a miracle considering how it was going. Um, and you get to have an off season where Steve Wilkes gets to 
you know, build this team as he would wish to build it as a head coach with the quarterback position and just filling out the rest of the coaching staff. So, I mean, pretty much at this point, there isn't much that Steve could do to make me disappointed if he did end up being the head coach. No doubt. Um, you know, uh, admirable job he's done so far. Um, the question is, like, who are we going to get that's going to be better? Um, yeah. And, you know, some people think, you know, Harbaugh's name has been out there. Yeah. And I don't know if he would, you have the same fear that you have from, like a coach, college coach. It's kind of like a Pete Carroll hire, in a way. As a guy who's had success at both levels, I don't know. The number's 252-228-5098. Hey, guys. Chuck from the city, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. What up, Chuck? I guess the only thing I want to say, uh, you know, Robbie Henderson left, and hadn't nobody heard of him since. <laughs> He's been traded, and... All we hear about is, uh, oh, my God, well, how great he's going to do for saying friend. Like they're holding him back. Could care less. Matt Rule, what an idiot. Enough said. But Baker Mayfield takes the cake because the one lasted memory I'm going to have of that idiot is headbutting everyone with a helmet and he didn't have one. And I'm wondering if he's going to even play for the Rams because he should be in the concussion protocol. Holding no, he's not holding back. Not holding back. Nope. Um. All right. Uh, I guess, man. Yeah, over there. Everybody's sleepy. Sleepy. Uh, this one seems like a short call. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Also, while it may be unlikely, like Tony is saying, man. Let, let, let's go. Let, let, let's win out. Let's win out. Then Steve Wilkes can have the job. Let's make the playoffs. Then, then Bro can have it. And now let's make the playoffs. Go against all odds, you know? So is this caller saying that if we don't, he shouldn't He shouldn't get it? Is that what he's yeah, implying, that we need to win out for him? Because it sounded like he was championing for it, but then it kind of sounded like he said, like, let's win out, then he can get it. But I don't know. That was That was a little confusing. But, yes, let's win out. I agree. I'm down. I'm on that train now. Let's do it. But I'm already on the Steve Wilkes train for next year. Like, I've been on that train, man. I want uh, I want Steve Wilkes to win out. Hey, could you imagine how crazy it would be if we got to end our season with a home game here in Carolina? Like, after all this craziness that we've been through. And, hey, that would be a great story for Steve Wilkes, where no matter what happens in the future – you can say that you were the coach of the Panthers and you took them to the playoffs. Took the one in five Panthers to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah that would be incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, th- this is this is going like my fantasy year. I started out one in five in both my leagues, and after this week, I'm in the pl- after last week, I'm in the playoffs. And if I win next week, I'm I'm there too. The Panthers are following the same path, man. Just getting hot at the right time, starting slow. So. Hubert Davis Cody's took the Tar Heels to the championship in, in the first football first year. for the first time ever. Oh, huh? dude, this is my first year that I've ever been I'm coming, successful I'm coming for you, Cody. playing fantasy you, football. Uh, yeah. Hey, dude, I'm a, I started five and zero, and now I'm nine and four. I'm the number <clears> one seed right now, so let's go, boy. Let's do it, Greg. Uh, I sent you something in the private chat. All right, uh, not private, but it's in Canva. Already started. 
the number is 252-228-1598. He's got a little bit more to say on the same thing, but he's got short calls. So like- oh, so sorry. Sorry I called again. Um, real quick, uh, my, my big Steve Wilkes thing was how his three wins were against losing teams uh, at home uh, and how he's three and four. I also wanted to mention after the deflating loss to Atlanta, he got blown out 35 nothing on the road the following week. So it seems like the head coach really had the troops ready. Not trying to be a Debbie Downer on my team. Just wanted to be quick and honest real quick. So, um, yeah. Killed everybody. Boom. Sorry, I'm, t- I'm trying to type up this thing. Yeah, I was trying. Where's Cody at? We're all trying to do 15 different things at once. Are we? You got, you're trying to do things too? Shoot, Lord. Yeah, man. But, uh, produ- production, man. CK, what are you trying to do? Play video games over there? Always, dude. <laughs> no, I, uh, listen, I'm not even, uh. Oh, I got something I want to talk about. Do it. Do it. Um, you know that. Right, I saw something to the effect of, let me see if I got the stat pulled up. No, I got the stupid Matt Ryan crap pulled up still. Is um, I think uh, Jeremy Chin's like playing in his 237th game, and he can have yeah. it's either 300. Yeah. I think. Wow. You think no, he played in 237 <laughs> games? What the hell? <laughs> his 37th That's game. It's got to be a record for a safety. <laughs> <laughs> his 37th game at the on his rookie contract. He's still on his rookie contract. Still on his rookie contract. He's the best. He got the opposite Bobby Bonilla deal. He's like a he's a slave, man. If he do it, he's a indentured servant at that point. Uh, here it is. Jeremy, look at me. I just, I was just gonna make up all these numbers. <laughs> you know what I'm I was about to try to paraphrase this tweet and say nothing accurately. Jeremy Chen needs 46 more tackles. Let's figure that out to reach 300. So that means he is. He's at 254. 254 tackles, right? And he's right like now? seven. He needs like seven, six, six and a half to get there per game. Jeremy Chen has played 37 career games, not 227, but 37 career games. And only Luke Keekley and John Beeson reached 300 career tackles before their 44th game as a Carolina Panther. So he'll need to so why does he have seven. to write it this cryptic? Why can't he tell us? What does that mean? Luke Keekley and they got it in their 43rd game. I guess is what or that one of I, them is their would... 44th game. It's got, that's gotta be something. There's no reason you say it must be before their 44th. So that means they both got it in their 44th game. Very kind of, un, I, uh, I'd like to work on some clarity there. But so, um, he needs six and a half tackles per game. So he has how many games to go? So Seven? right now, uh, so he's had 37 career games. Uh, he's at 254 tackles. And uh, if he does, 
get to 300 before his 44th career game. Yeah, that would only be two other players that have ever done that. That's uh, Luke Kuechly and John Beeson. Basically, I know, our who man, are they? You our, ever heard of them? I never. Our heard of man, them. our man, Jeremy Chin oh, is see, starting to I reach that rare air, that rare Panther air, and that uh, some of the greats have ever accomplished. Like so it. he's um, pivotal toward defense. I tell you this: uh, Who are those guys? I never heard of. Oh, wait a second, I did. Greg gave away signed autograph cards of both of those tonight to people who uh, donated to, or the winners of the people who donated to the charity draft. John Beeson and Luke Keekley. Both yeah, of those cards right. were given away tonight. Uh, we have one last call. Uh, here we go. What up, C3? Uh, Stax Sherman here. Just want to throw up and just kind of bring up something that I haven't heard yet. Um, no one's been talking about the the new beard. Uh, Sammy Darnold's rocking. The I beard. think it could be the reason why we won. Hopefully he keeps that beard and we keep on winning playoffs, baby. Go Wilkes. Go Wilkes. Beards are very powerful. I derive a lot from mine. So. That's right, man. Fear the beard. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer that there's power in your hair. You know, however you can grow it, man, from your face, from your head, you know, you should celebrate the hair that you have, you know, and I, I feel like uh, maybe, you know, with uh, without the beard, Sam Darnold just played cowardly. He was afraid of pressure. He was afraid of throwing interceptions. But nowadays he's got that beard. He's got that confidence, baby. He just needs some illustrious beard oil. To keep that thing shiny and bright and full and healthy, and I'm loving it, man. I think uh, that 100% has helped uh, Sam become a better quarterback. You were mentioning Cody that the one thing is that Matt ruled that the Nebraska people. We haven't heard anything from the Nebraska people. Yep. Right? Is that like we would have heard uh, Baker and these people? They brought they they brought this crowd, the Baker Bros. Where's the Nebraska Cornhusker Bros, the Corn Cobbers, <laughs> or uh, the Matt Rules? Maybe it's because they found out this. They thought they were buying this guy. And what they actually bought was this moron right here who lost <laughs> at a game of ping pong to this lady. Oh, no. <laughs> He's a loser. That's what they got. They got a loser. Yeah. He can't even win at ping pong. He had a whole season practice for ping pong. He brought her into his home field, his home court. <laughs> he still lost. He can't. Mm. Matt Rule, Matt Fool can't even win at ping pong, bro. Disgraceful. Hey, you want to see something else that uh doesn't look great? Baker Mayfield wearing number seventeen for the Rams. Oh gosh! Yeah, this is the uh, this is official from the Los Angeles. Uh, Why didn't he, uh, what was his number again? Six, nine, six. Which I think is the worst number for a quarterback. I don't know why. Uh, who wears like number six. six on their team? He didn't get his number. They're like, we can wear whatever fucking number you want. We whatever. Yeah, we got. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has no choice. Yeah. You're only going to be here for five games, dude. Don't take what it. If they, what was Odell's number? That's what I would have asked for. Number, number 13. 
Oh, you're still That's what, what I would have asked for this year if it was available. If I was Baker, I'd be like, yeah, I'll sign with you for one <laughs> number, $13. If you give me that jersey right there and I get to walk out there and wear Odell's jersey on your team, actually, probably that it wouldn't probably be a smash at Odell. It'd probably be a even more ridiculous than this. And did he really take this picture, do you think? Yes, this is this is this is it. You well, don't think I mean, like they probably have a thousand pictures of like somehow. that. Look yeah. at this cool. Well, this. no, they said that he you was going to be in Los picture? Angeles. Yeah, they said that Baker was going to be in Los Angeles by tonight. The news broke a long time ago. I'm assuming that he's been out there for a while. Yeah, I don't think it's nothing for him to stop by the stadium and throw the pads on and uh, take this picture. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong. All I know is this is officially from the uh, – from the Twitter account of the Los Angeles Rams. He is, um, he doesn't look like a California guy. No. You know, that could have been Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, think about it. All right. Um, that's it, man. Actually, I don't think we got, oh, oh, there are a couple of news. Let's, uh, let's just look around the NFL real quick. Yep. I want to do a little bit more of that in okay. the show. And not take too long, but uh, like we talked about, Jimmy Garoppolo's foot does not need surgery. They are going with Mr. Irrelevant at this point. Uh, the one thing, though, that stood out, there, a, a story, there's two stories that are probably dominating the headlines. The most important probably related to the Carolina Panthers, or at least in some way, not directly related to the Titans fired their general manager, John Robinson, after seven years now. Scott Fitter is not oh, NFL Network, the NFL website. Once you to click on anything, it automatically plays a video, and the audio is always on. Why can't they mute the audio? Um, I just heard him on here. But they fired their uh, general manager, John Robinson, after seven seasons. The thing is, is like I know this isn't directly related to the Panthers, but Scott Fitter potentially being, I guess – if, if you see this guy getting fired, at what point do we think that Scott Fitterer's job is safe just by not hearing his name yet? You know, what date does he probably have to survive to? Would that be, if you're going to fire uh, Scott Fitter, you probably need to do it now if, if teams are doing that, right? To be honest with you, man, I'm not in the camp of firing Fitterer because as much trash... I, I'm not calling for his fire. I'm just saying is... Like, at what weight does he does he feel better about? Like, this news right here goes, like, anybody that's a GM and got there and is worried about their job, here's this, and they're like, oh, shit, I hope I ain't getting that call next. I don't, I don't think so. At some point, that Skyford's going to feel better if he maintains his job to, say, January or... I get that. I don't know. I just feel like he's in a position where I, I think he's probably pretty comfortable with his job. I don't feel like I think he feels like he's on the hot seat. I mean, we've been in some weird positions, but all in all, the team has gotten better, built young and stronger, and we have draft picks back. So, I mean, it, it, we, we've been kind of in a roller coaster ride with quarterbacks and signings and everything else, but in the end, we have a good defense. We fixed the offensive line. You know, we're we're a few players away from possibly being a legit team. You know, we might win the division this year. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I insane. mean, insane. Um, the other news item 
that stuck out to me was Robert Quinn is getting his knee scoped for the Eagles, sadly, uh, and placed on injured reserve, and they had just traded for him this season. Hmm. Um, so some some news around the NFL. That's about all I got to talk about. Also, the hey, the general manager for the Titans. Being we already fired. talked about that. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, you, were, right, you were doing something. Mm. Doing something. Uh, yeah, actually, no. Why don't you tell us something about it other than what I was just trying to say is this, is that, yeah. that would, there's some sort of relationship between uh, – well, I would just say is like if Scott Fitter makes it to, say, January, like at some point he has to feel better about his job. Not better, but like safe. There's like yeah. – it's going to be too late to fire. So I would say this is the first head that falls in the GM block if he makes it to say Christmas, he's probably safe. Probably a little late in the game to go try to get a GM. Well, like you should be trying to get that GM right now, right? Uh, to you got to wait to interview people. What is the benefit? What is the benefit uh, to get rid of him now? Huh? Well, so I, I would say this. Uh, a fresh one of, no, one of the biggest catalysts that that caused it was they traded it away uh brown yeah uh, what what's the receiver's name that's playing for philly now aj brown AJ yeah aj aj brown who's been really really good for the tennessee titans and no, one for the eagles right yeah. no but i'm saying he was oh, he good was for the good tennessee for, yeah. titans he and then the the general manager traded him away now there's rumors uh mike Vrabel never wanted to trade away aj brown and uh, Pat McAfee made a good point this morning. Is that, oh, uh, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're building, they want to win right now. Well, isn't that the same truth for, for the Tennessee Titans? Yes, and you're going to trade away one of your best team, players? Yeah. Right. And then the catalyst yeah. was Philadelphia that just played Tennessee and, and uh, destroyed them. Yeah. And, but AJ, three touchdowns, AJ yeah. Brown also had an incredible performance, too. Well, you know, they were, I heard on the radio today that uh, Vrabel actually said a month before they traded A.J. Brown that there was no way while he was the head coach that A.J. Brown was going anywhere, and then a month later he got traded. So maybe there is some term, there was some turmoil between the I, head coach and GM there. I don't doubt it. Like, I mean, I agree. I think that they were 100% in win-now mode, and I think that they just – I don't know. There must have been something with regard to, to him and the general manager or something that got them uh, off to a bit shaky start or something because – or to to well, they've you know, been there. He's been there for seven turmoil, years. I mean. the, oh yeah, man, man, like Vrabel's been there now for a while. Yeah, right. Everybody. Uh, I can't remember who the last co- last head coach was. was uh, the dude uh, Jeff Fisher. I think. Was it Fisher? What was he? The or, last well, they, they had. They, they, had, had, they uh, had a young guy, didn't they? Mike Malarkey. Hmm. Oh no! So they've had two. Uh, somebody even before him, because he was the guy. That got fired. Somebody got fired, and Mike Malarkey took over as an interim, and maybe have kept that job. But remember, one of them they made the they made the playoffs, and he was still fired. And I think that's when they brought in Mike Vrabel. Maybe it was Malarkey Dude, they fired. It definitely Mike Vrabel. Hey, there. what's the name of the coach for uh the Lions? Dan Campbell. You know, everybody yeah. loves that guy. Oh, he's a players' coach. He's a tough badass. Everybody wants to play for him. Dude, Mike Vrabel is 
who everyone thinks Dan Campbell is. Mike Vrabel actually is the man. used to play. He's an actual good coach, and everybody loves to play for him. It's it's cool to see actual players that I remember playing that are yeah. coaching now and being successful. Like, I'm at that age where I see players that I remember. Hey, I remember watching him. You know, Vrabel, and, you know. Vrabel played this in that first Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, he was with the Pats. Damn. Do you got anything else, Tony? Uh, Lamar Jackson injury. Oh, yeah. He uh, heard his PCL, yeah. right? Yeah. They said days to weeks, which is very broad. Love that. That's basically like saying, well, he, when he gets healthy, he'll come back. Yeah. I don't got anything else other than that. I mean, I want to talk football. I'm fine. Uh, look, we have the opportunity uh, to ice some fools up and get out of here at a reasonable time. Sadly, I just want to stay up till two o'clock in the morning and hang out with you guys. All right, let's ice some fools up. Ice up, son. Ice up. It's the longest running segment on the longest running podcast. It's the ice up segment. It's our homage to Steve Smith as we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. Everybody's fair game from myself i like to ice myself up i'll even ice up my family uh, and i'll even ice up kids in oklahoma that i ain't ever oh. met take that i've done it before real kid iced them up on this podcast never met them uh, it's our homage to tell it, everything's fair game what do you guys got for me tonight you know speaking of icing up kids mine is short and sweet and Dude, some kids are the devil. They're just the devil, man. And they want to see you fail at everything you do. And they want to see you miserable. Especially this little shit uh, on the top balcony. <laughs> said this little shit. <laughs> oh. Oh. And then just walks away. Dude, so uh, apparently they're trying to like. Move it down. Look at this. This TV. Look at this staircase they got. They got this stupid circular staircase that looks cool. It looks cool, cool, though. It does, but we got to move this fucking TV down here. What is this guy doing balancing the TV on the smallest railing in the history of the world? Go ahead. Yeah, that's a lot wrong with this. So he's balancing it on the rail. The guy's going down, and they look, you see him. The kid comes up and like, Either punches him or nut checks him. him. He cut checks him. It's called and cup the dude, and the dude just, oh. Jimmy Depp. Bang. Did oh. I think there was the stick? Was the sticker on the TV still? Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Is this staged? No, this is real, man. I think I think it's real. Now, do you think this? Look, why is the sticker still on the TV? It's probably because they probably just brought it from the store. They were probably walking inside. Although I will say, but it's it's walking like a, it up, not walking it down. No, I I don't understand. Well, I that part maybe I I, I don't know why they would be. Yeah, they're walking it down. That makes no sense to me. Why does it have uh-huh. the stickers on it and they're walking it out? Huh, that is good. See, look, oh, the guys I saw an internet mystery. Aha! Uh-oh. See the guy on the spiral <laughs> staircase is asking for him to he, hand it to me. Why would you like, what are you going to do? Say like hand it anyway. to Yeah, but how is he supposed to hand it to him? Look at this. Yeah, like, hand it. it to me. Like, and this the thing is, too, all that's... looks dumb. 
with nowadays with a TV like that, that's a 65 inch TV. Probably that's probably 40 pounds. That TV, like anybody should be able to lift that up by themselves. And that's that's pretty simple. No, look at that thing is big, bro. I know that's what I'm saying, dude. Have you seen new TVs? They're ridiculous. Lift that up and say hand it to me, like you can pass it like a business card. No, he should have done that. You're right, but I mean, I I mean, both of you would have to be carrying this, and you would be walking it together down. They should. They should have been. Yeah, they they deserve what they got. Look at this guy. Look, he had a cloth (laughs) there. Look, he got this cloth. Make sure it lands on the tricycle. So I think this screen. video is fake. Could be. <laughs> and and, and we just played it, what, like 36 times on this show, so success. More than that at this point. Yeah. All right, tell them to ice up your little evil kids. Yeah, I'm icing up uh, evil kids that randomly come up and punch you in the dick. Ice up. <laughs> I'm icing up fake oh. videos. Good uh, who else has got one? Uh, I'll go real quick, not mine out. Um, so, you know, I listen to Woody Wilcox. This is my everyday show. I, I love the show, and the stuff they share on the show is pretty funny. But I got to, oh, hang on, let me uh, get everything ready here. So this is, I'm going to show you the video, and then I'll explain the ice up after this. So let's see, share system audio. So this is a little girl who is um, waiting for the bus outside. Oh, I saw this. So now insane. I have two daughters, and if you have daughters, this may be like make your heart drop. This noise it does for me, it sends chills down my spine. It makes me want to go punch somebody, like not like the kid. Like it sounds like they're getting hurt, but just watch what happens. To they don't know if it was rabid, but it sure was aggressive. A raccoon, this is a raccoon. had to be pulled off Riley McNamara's leg. But watch the mother. Her mom, Logan, rushed out. Picks her kid up on one side and picks up the, the raccoon by the nape on the other side. Look at this. It's in mom mode right there. Friday morning, just east of Hartford. Like, first I was of all, going out that's to get amazing on the bus. from the mom. But what I'm icing up is not that because that was absolutely amazing. I'm icing up the people who called in to comment on this and talked about how terrible. Because the video goes on later and the mom ends up taking the, the, the raccoon and chucking it. You know, this is a raccoon out during the day, y'all. It's got rabies. Just don't even question. It's got rabies. It's out during the day. Okay. But the people are calling and talking about how the mom should have contained the raccoon and taken it to the, the doctor. So that way it could have been checked for rabies and this and that. You know what, man? The people stupid. are calling and saying that stuff. Don't they have to cut have, their heads off to check for rabies anyway or examine their brains or something? I don't even I don't even know, man. But it's I think so they stupid. would just kill it at the damn office. Yeah. Well, who in that moment would think to do that, though? Seriously. The only thing I'm thinking is save my kid and make sure nobody else around is getting hurt because this thing's out during the day. It's got rabies, period. I'm, I'm not taking a chance. And guess what? Even if it didn't, it's not going to hurt you to get a rabies shot. Uh, well, actually, they do hurt a little bit. Well, what'd she do but with the thing afterwards? She just chucked it across the yard. Oh, yeah. she, she gave it a pretty good Man, toss. Man, like, what, are you supposed to hold on to it until the police get there? Right. Okay. She already uh, grabbed it by the back of the neck, man. She took a big risk. So the thing is, though, is, like, I have... The funny part about this is I have like uh, this almost exact same thing happened to me, and I have it on a nature cam of what I did in this situation. Because you always ask yourself what you do in the situation if that happened, you know. But I actually have like a nature cam of this almost happening to me and what I did. So y'all want to see it? Yeah, sure. That's what I did. The raccoon. That's what I would have done. The raccoon. I feel like I would have done. <laughs> So uh, nice. just to the people who are calling in and talking shit, this woman, like that took a lot of guts. And like I said, when you've got a kid, man, you kick into parent mode when that kind of stuff happens. That sound right there makes me want to get up and try to save somebody. 
So for the people who are calling in that I'm sure don't have kids and have never been in a situation like that, I suck. CK, you got one for us tonight? Ah, uh, man, I don't. Good gosh. He's like the least ice up person ever. Um, my senior. No, uh, what was it? Who was it? Who was it before? Ice up Cody for fake videos. Um, John knows manufacturing his ice up picks. I'm gonna ice up. So, if you guys are from North Carolina, um, and you're probably if you know where Roanoke Rapids is, like the northern Virginia side, North Carolina, I'm icing up Cedric Carter in Roanoke Rapids. Um, he asked the police to help him unlock his car, he locked his keys in his car. And then they arrested him for uh, cocaine, crack cocaine, and uh, marijuana. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cedric Carter locked his keys in his car, then asked the police to help him get the keys out, which they will do a lot of times. I mean, protect and serve. They open his car up. They smell weed. They search the car. He gets busted for crack, uh, cocaine, and marijuana. Cedric Carter... Ice up, son. Ice up. That's a uh, mine from this one. I saw that today. It made me chuckle. Um, Ice up. That's it. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Every Tuesday night, we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Uh, we do it with the best fans on YouTubes. Uh, check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, support the podcast, and all... Uh, in those ways, just by sharing it, liking it, being a friend of the show, Cody Lack, uh, we are heading into the back end of the season, man. So, got to muster up some wins for the Carolina Panthers, and we'll be back here when? Uh, we'll be back Friday. here Friday, every Friday at 7 p.m. for the Friday free-for-all, the show for the fans, by the fans, where you can come on the show. And cut up with this man, talk Panther football, just chill, have a good time, hang out, talk about the matchups. We'll be talking about Baker Mayfield, of course. Uh, We're going to be having a bunch of great conversations, so be a part of that show. Come and join us. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, that's that's just for me, man. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. And that's all for your boy. Um. A man said he might misunderstand ice up. He's gonna have some crystal meth on him, I guess. This uh <laughs> dude centric corner. Um CK, how can I yes, get sir. after you? You can find me on most social media platforms at Codizzle underscore Allen on Twitter. Um is the main location you'll find me posting. Um, but also here Saturday night, um, we're gonna be going back to the Madden simulation. We're gonna have Madden simulate what they believe the Panther success is going to be. In the upcoming matchup um and uh it's hit or miss it's not always on point we we were on a good hot streak there for a while now we're kind of not so uh just come check that out saturday night at around 9 30 uh, uh p.m on uh on this channel greg uh what are you guys talking about this week man uh you know last week uh we started talking about willow and game of thrones and all kinds of good stuff and some finales those shows are over so i don't have a lot to talk about this week but my i actually lost power about midway through the show last week uh and i wasn't able to talk game of thrones so we actually pushed that to this week so i think code or cody and kevin are going to come join us this week 
and I'll have the entire series watched by then. So we're doing a big Game of Thrones show this weekend, and then I guess Willow and some news is about the only other thing we're talking about. So come check us out, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. It's uh, Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. Fantastic stuff. My name's Tony Dunn. Follow me on t- Twitter. On Titter. Follow me on Attitude. Twitter at, uh, at cat underscore chronicles. Tony Lack, let's get out of here. We'll be back uh, before you know it. Until next time, C3 Panther Nation, you already know what we're about to do. Keep pounding. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.